great notes. Do you see my pen? I got notes right here. Yeah, I'm looking to make it a little lighter. <laughs> Are we mutually aligned oh, right now? Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's, there's always, always two, two versions. <laughs> I mean, you're moving a little slow, but... Working I, really a- hard. <laughs> we will definitely talk about that later. <laughs> Love or work. Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is your co-host, Jeff. Oh, and your host, Andre. Yeah, you're bringing a lot of cheer to the studio today. Yeah, it's almost summer. You're trying to make me stumble. You're looking good. You got your... Uh, stumble. Yeah, stumble. That's <laughs> oh, what they Lord. said. That's what they used to say we back dating. in church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm allowed to do that. But I'm actually just doing it for me. You know? Nah, you don't wear the hoop earrings for yourself. You always wear those for me. <laughs> you do like those. Yeah, I like it. It's so a good look. We have a wrap up today from all of these amazing conversations that we've had through this season on parenting. And you are ready. Like you got notes, you're prepared. And mm, did you prepare? So, uh, I'm flowing. You know, I'm going with the flow. It's today. interesting that you call it a wrap up because really, how do you wrap up parenting? You don't. Even when the kids leave the house, Even you're still Even when a parent. they're 18 and they're gone. You're still parenting, we found out. Even when they don't listen to you, you're still parenting. I thought that once they left, I'd be done with parenting. But I learned in this series that you're not done. You're like never done. Well, you'll always have the kids. The situation will look different in every stage in life. We know that. It looked different from the first year to the second year, from the second year to the third year. It looked different from when we first started this series to where we are right now. (laughs) One thing we do know is vacations never become fun until your kid turns four. (laughs) That's true. It takes a little while. It does take a little while. But every stage is different, and we're learning along the way. I had this really interesting process this week because Jada's going into sixth grade this year. Middle schooler. And I was thinking about that. Was it stressing you out? No, it was just like, wow. It, I started, it's it's kind of like, oh, I have a countdown until she leaves the house. And I remember things I did in middle school that <laughs> my mom still brings up as the worst <laughs> moments in day, my life. To this day. Uh, and I remember middle school being my worst moments of life as well. So. What is my mom? She's always like, you remember seventh grade? Oh, yeah. The lying. The lying stage of my life. The lying stage. <laughs> I love how you did bring that up to Jada, though. Yeah, it was we don't a need teaching. to talk all about that, but it was kind of me saying, hey. I've messed up, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I feel like you kind of cut me off in that. I was going to say it myself, but you filled it in. Okay, here we go. So we have a few things to share today. We have processed a lot of this stuff over the years together. We're continuously processing how to parent in each season, how to keep going and how to invest in our kids in each one of these unique seasons that they have. And you wrote about this in our book. Yes, I did, actually. What did you call that chapter? I called it Raising Humans. Mm. And I think for us, you know, we have a boy and a girl. And a lot of times, I think, you know, we have all these things like if you have boys or girls, you're like, I'm a girl dad or I'm a whatever. We like categorize our kids into these male or female kinds of gender things a lot of times. And so I think what I was trying to say with raising humans is to really like not necessarily think about it as boys and girls and this and that all the time, but trying to think about kids with the end in mind, with the good human 
person that we want to launch into this world in mind because our kids are not going to be what we expect them to be, what we want them to be, what we think they should be. They're going to be different. They're going to be their own human. And so I think that was kind of where I was going with some of it. Well, let me unpack a little of it and ask you some questions because okay. I did come prepared. Oh, and I want you you're to interviewing unpack me. some things that you wrote in this chapter that was really, really powerful. One of the first quotes that we see in the chapter, I think I'd love for you to share about is, I'm going to quote Andre Schinnebarger here. Oh, Andre okay. Schinnebarger says, the character of our children is more important than their cultural success. What does that mean to you? I think that goes back to what I was just kind of saying about they're not going to be maybe who we think or want them to be. And a lot of our expectations kind of revolve around these cultural hopes and dreams that we have for them, right, of success in some way or another. And so I think I was kind of going back into saying, like, if it's character, then whoever they become is going to be okay Mm. because they're going to be good humans with good character. And here's the reality. Whatever expectations you had for your kids, if you dreamt they would be whatever, fill in the blank. Throw it out the window. They won't be that. (laughs) They're not going to be that. No. They are uniquely themselves, right? And and we need to celebrate that. And I think that was part of, I think, our process of going, well, our kids are not, whatever expectation we previously had, they're not that person. And uh, specifically, I want to talk with you about, you kind of unpack this in the chapter about what it means to be a good human. And you wrote down some key principles, which I honestly, as we were preparing to kind of do a trip with our kids this summer, I was like, man, how do we, I, I feel like we need to like copy this down and reiterate these things with our kids. Like, how are we thinking about these with our kids, talking through them mm-hmm. with them? So I'm going to bring them up. I don't even know if you remember writing these things. Okay. Remind you're, you're, me. You don't peek at the book. Just talk to me, babe. Remind me. We're in this together. <laughs> Here we go. So the first one you said is a good human knows and accepts who they are fully. That personal identity is the groundwork. Mm. If they know themselves, they're not going to be what anybody else wants them to be. And that includes peer pressure from other peers. That includes our own expectations. And that includes cultural expectations. So they get to be themselves first, whoever that is fully. Yeah. And we get to accept that too, right? Yeah. And I think, I mean, if we're honest about our own stories, like that's our entire life trying to figure out what that is. Mm -hmm. It's It's a journey trying to understand who we are and who we are not. That's why we all of us do these self-assessments. We do mm-hmm. Enneagram. We do Myers-Briggs. We do right. name the assessment to try to tell us something about ourselves. And we're trying to find something that explains things that are within us that we don't have words to say. Right. And sometimes, I think as parents, we see things in our kids they may not see in themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's part of our opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah. To I speak agree. that into them. First one was a good human knows and accepts who they are fully. Hang on, before I move on, you might be thinking, man, I got to work on that myself. Because <laughs> that's true. I think that's part of it. Like if we don't know who we are, the chances of our kids actually knowing who they are are very slim. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole Sarah Bragg interview, I think, where she brought in about how, you know, as she was raising her children, she realized she was actually raising herself. Mm, where you're right. she had to learn who she was all over again, because if she wanted and expected her kids to be 
some kind of good human, she had to be that first. All right, so. number two, a good human believes they can always grow and mature. Yeah. This feels like you wrote this one for me. Yeah, I think that that also goes into that like curiosity and being a learner and um, not staying stagnant and just saying, well, this is how it is and this is who I am, but being able to be uh, fluid and open and curious. Yeah, it's interesting. We talk about a lot about this in relation to marriage, that you're going to marry the person you're going to be married to or connected with or in that deep relationship for a long time. You're going to marry multiple versions of that person. Right. And we've experienced that ourselves. So guess what? We're going to see that in our kids too. Yeah. And the exactly. hope is like, how do we build in a constant belief that they can grow and they can shape and they can morph and they can change? I remember a story for me having a conversation with my sisters when I was 30. <laughs> oh yeah. And I don't know if we've ever shared this on here, uh, but I remember they kept calling me their little brother and it just drove me crazy. Because you were like married and we were... We just got Jada, really. Yeah. It and was like, so you I'm just, dad. you had a dad. Yeah. I'm like, were- and I was always categorized as their little brother. And I'm like, so finally it was some Christmas season or whatever. I finally told them, I got them all together. I was like, I just want you guys to know, I don't want you to call me your little brother anymore because I own a house. I have a <laughs> child and I'm married. So I don't think I should be considered the little brother anymore. And they all um, kind of looked at each other and they last were like, child complex. Oh, sweet boy. <laughs> And they, anyway, they all looked at each other and said, okay. And they just moved and then on. And it was like done. It was, it was very funny. Funny. I was like so amped up to tell them. You were. You were hyped. You were full of like, the I can grow. I can grow out of the little brother syndrome. <laughs> A good human believes they can always grow and mature. All these concepts, I mean, we have to believe them ourselves. Number three, a good human believes in the good of others around them. You, you care very deeply about this concept. I think that can even go into just believing that there's enough, that there's not a scarcity mentality, that there's enough for everybody. And so if we can look around and see the good and see the good things that are happening, see the good in life, see the good in people, then it will encourage us to be a part of that in some way, in some shape and form. And But if we live in scarcity, and thinking that, you know, we have to keep what is ours and hold tightly, I think we'll never be able to give out of that goodness, right? And I also think we should show our kids that goodness that is around the world, that is different from us, that's a part of multiple cultures, that doesn't just stay here in the United States. Yeah, there's a lot of fears that most people had of of other people. And this is something, this is why we try to travel the world as much as we can, is to see that other cultures have beautiful things about them. Other people have beautiful things about them. Just because they're different doesn't mean they're less. They're actually really beautiful and they're good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Number four, which leads great into number four, a good human treats all people with love, equity, and respect. Yes. I mean, uh, that is just something that I hold really closely to in believing that every single person deserves the same. Mm -hmm. So however you would treat your child, I hope we would treat all children, right? And I think there was another interview that we did where it was like, raise if we if we expanded our children to the village and to the world's mm-hmm. children. Yeah. And we raised the village of this world and of our children. And 
the children around our children, like we would be in a better place. And I think that kind of speaks to that. Love it. And lastly, the last thing you said in here is a good human understands they have a unique purpose. Yeah. I think you're really good at that with our kids. Yeah. I care very deeply. I'm like, if I, at the end of the day, if I'm a good dad, they, I've done everything I possibly can to point them to things that I see within them of why they exist in this world. And I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that celebratory aspect of their purpose in life. Cause that's the journey we are all on that we're trying to figure out and we struggle through. And, but the only ways that I've found my purpose usually is when other people have communicated that into my life. Mm. And so when I see that in my kids, I want to be like, man, you're, you are good at this. This is something mm-hmm. really unique about you. I saw something in you that I don't know if you've even seen in yourself, you know? Yeah. I, and, and I think as we're entering this, you know, the teens and all that, like, I'm, I'm like, yeah. this is, this is one thing that I think they will listen to me about. They probably won't listen to me about much, but if I can encourage them, man, I saw something in you yeah. that you might not see that's really incredible. Can I, can I share that with you? Yeah. I, You're I think really good at that. that. You're really good at that. I, I also just want to say, when we think about parenting, you know, I think we started uh, way long ago. You heard Jeff t- start our intro about all these like types of parenting that there are in this world. And um, and our interview where now parenting has become like an Olympic sport, right? Yeah. Where we had the, that whole conversation. And now it's like we're competing against other parents to be the best parent. Like, I hope that in this series and in this season, you never felt that or heard that from us. And even in raising humans that you're not hearing that from us. But I hope that there's like a new phase of parenting that is literally like called no shame parenting, where it's like, just do the best that you can do with what you have and who you have in front of you and believe that it's enough and that you're enough, that your children are enough, and that there is no shame in however the hell you want to parent them. There is no shame in that, no matter what other parents are culturally is acceptable or not. And so I really just want people to hear that there's no shame because parenting, I don't know, just brings up all kinds of issues and shame often. So I wanted that to just be said read this quote you said in the book that kind of adds on to that. You said, so let this collective wisdom encourage you to let go of what you think you know and what you think your kids should be and grab onto a greater sense of freedom in your parenting. Set your kids free to be whoever they are created to be. And along the way, get other people involved in their lives. Hmm. I think that was a really interesting way you ended that chapter. Additionally, I mean, I think my last thought for the whole parenting thing is when we think about, when I think about parenting, I think about the pros and cons, the things I loved about what my parents did for me and the things that I would do differently. And I think we had to have that conversation as a couple, same thing with your parents. You know, uh-huh. I think both of our parents uh, were awesome and we're thankful for them, but we're probably not going to, and none of us are probably going to raise our kids the exact same way that our parents did. And this could be one real little action that you do with your partner is a question you put in the book that I just want to put out there. And this could be, I think, just a great takeaway for you, a last thought for you. You said, in raising good humans, what is one distinct way you want to raise your kids differently than the way you were taught growing up? 
I was like, I don't think that's a bad question to ask. I think that's something that mm-hmm. can create a really cool dialogue as a couple, right? Yeah, that's a great open conversation to have together. Yeah. And and you look at the pros and cons of, of the, the way. Good and yeah. The, yeah, it all matters and it all formed us, right? Yes. Um, so even if we say like the good and the bad, it's really not bad necessarily. It can be, but it still shaped us yeah. and it still formed us. And so in the end, that bad actually transforms and turns into something new and different. Well, I did want to just give a plug for this book because you wrote a great chapter. Oh, thank you. Half of the book, more than half of the book oh, you wrote, Lord, which means it's go. really, really probably incorrect. Everyone will probably like that half more than the half I wrote. Oh, I'm just kidding. Geez. But if you're this summer, as this you're listening to this, book. it is a good book that you guys should take with you to the beach or Actually, get the audio version. it's an audio version with Jeff and I talking. So you guys will have heard so much of our voices <laughs> and hear us if you want to hear us on audio. It's called Love or Work, Is It Possible? Change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family. You can get it wherever you get books. But more than this, we're thankful you joined us for the series on parenting. We hope you join us again. We're going to be doing a new series. Should we tell them what it's going to be about? Well, you know, uh, let's give it a let's let's make it a surprise. Let's make it a surprise. But We're working we on our next series break, already. Yeah, but we have a little break. We're taking a little summer break and a little time off, Jeff and I and the fam, and we will come back and be surprising you with, with a really great next with season. With big, big conversations for love and work. All right, that's another episode of Love, love or Work. This episode was recorded by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.